Hello, and welcome to the fourth official episode of Unstable Universes. I'm Alana Hopper. And I'm Evan Rowell. I like how we say official as if we have a lot of unofficial episodes. We have one unofficial episode. It's true. I also forgot the tagline where we ruined two of your favorite fandoms fandoms at once. It's true, we do. We'll get the hang of it eventually, I promise, maybe. Maybe. I don't open the show regularly, though. Well, you know, you gotta give it a try. I'm learning. Yeah. So, the name of the game in this show is We Randomly Generate Fan Fiction Crossovers. With our random tandem fandom generator. Our random tandem fandoms. We get two fandoms and a tag. And then we have to write that crossover within a week for the next episode. Yep. So last week, we did a random tan of phantoms, and we got Anthony Bourdain. Yep. Avatar The Last Airbender. Slash Legend of Korra. And High School AU was our tag. So last week, we generated that. This week, we have them for you fresh off uh, the typewriters that we definitely use to type. Yep. I finished mine this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Highly prepared for this podcast. Yep. And then at the end of our reading, we actually have a fan submission. We do indeed. Our, our first, first ever. ever. It's pretty big for us. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. They did ask to remain anonymous. So no, no. This week, writing in was Anthony Bourdain himself. Sure. Yep. <laughs> that is... What I'm going with, at least. That's what we uh, have been paid to say. Good old Tony Borden. Anthony, if you're listening, please don't sue us. He won't. He's a good guy. (laughs) I thought you said he won't listen. (laughs) No, he's definitely going to listen. Well, he did write in. Exactly. He wants to hear it read. So, once we're done reading our fix and the fan-submitted fix, then we'll do our random tandem fans for next week. Yep. So, uh, what do you say we just jump right in? Okay, you're reading first. That's right, it's my turn. Oh, should we also mention that if you'd like to read along, you can read along at either AO3 or fanfiction.net. That's right. Look for us. We have the username Unstable Universes. All right, we need a title. Oh, fuck. Did you think of a title for yours? Of course not. That's okay. the rule. No thinking. <laughs> so, the title for mine is Love Happens Through Sports Day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh And because Airbender is a anime, correct? Mm, It's an American cartoon. I think it's an anime because I know nothing about it. Yeah, isn't it like Nickelodeon or something? Yeah. Okay, well, I thought it was an anime. (laughs) So I was like, okay, what do all high school animes have in common? They have a sports day episode. No, shut up. (laughs) They have a sports day episode. This is true. So I focused mine on the sports day episode. Okay. You're on brand. That I don't think ever happened in Airbender. No, it didn't. Because it is not in high school, nor apparently in anime. It's not. It's American. But yeah. So... This is Sports Day Leads to Love. I don't think that's what you said the first time. Love happens in Sports Day. Okay. (laughs) What did I say before? Something like that. 
One of those three titles will be in the podcast description. All right, this is Love Sport Day. Happen. Hey, Tony! A voice called. Is that accurate so far? Okay. Anthony Bourdain turned slowly from his spot at the window to look at his best friend. Hey, Ang, Anthony replied, but his heart was obviously not in the greeting. He continued staring at the third floor window at the track field below. Some students were putting up banners in preparation for the day's activities. Other more serious students were warming up. The one particular student that Anthony had his eyes on was warming himself near a fire of his own creation. Zuko, the man Anthony had been madly in love with since first year. What year are they in? Out of curiosity. Uh, third year. So grade 11? Fourth year. So third. grade 12? Nah, third year. I, okay, I'm so going to stick ele- with third year. You're too much in a college mindset. Third year. Grade 11. Grade 11. You're watching Zuko again? Why don't you just go ask him out? Aang asked. Stop being such a child, Aang, Anthony mumbled. You know we can never be together. His father would never approve. And the last thing Zuko wants is to dishonor his family. That's true. That's accurate. Yeah, that's one of the few things I remember. That's rough, buddy, (laughs) Aang said. I overheard him saying that if you win a medal during today's sports day, his father would be honored for you two to date. Katara piped up, sticking her head over Anthony's shoulder. He had been so wrapped up in his emo feels, he hadn't even noticed her. Did he really say that? Anthony Bourdain asked, his attention finally diverted from the red-clad boy below. Yeah, she's not lying for once. If you win even one medal, you guys can be together, Sokka said. When had all of these people shown up? That's in the fic. I didn't, I didn't add like that. I'm going to get you a boyfriend, Aang cheered, just as the bell tolled, indicating the start of the festivities. The first event was Earth Soccer. As much as Anthony Bourdain tried, he couldn't get the ground to budge quite fast enough. Even with Katara sending the occasional blast of water to nudge the ball in the right direction, it was useless. Anthony couldn't even get past the first round. Next was the water sports part of the day. Katara promised to help Anthony by soaking everyone else right away, so they would be too cold to properly dodge the icebergs. But her aim turned out to be not that great. Probably because she's a girl. They have harder parts to aim with. Apparently dodging icebergs is also an activity. Did you ever see that? Probably. I don't remember it off the top of my head, but probably. I looked up recreation in the Airbender universe. I'm more focused on the fact that water sports was actually (laughs) water, water sports, sports. What? Water sports. Water sports? Everyone met up again to regroup. Okay, well, obviously this isn't working, Aang said. And there's only one event left, Sarka cried. He really wanted his friend to find the kind of love he had been denied so many times in the past. He looked up and, although it was just past midday, the faintest sliver of the moon could be seen. Is that correct? He's the one who fucked the moon, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the princess's name, but... Yeah. In the movie, mm-hmm. her haircut looks like a penis. <laughs> Back to the fic. <laughs> but this isn't based on bending. It's based on eating. 
Anthony Bourdain, world-celebrated eater, smiled. And boy, can I eat. I have an idea of how to help you win. And all you need to do is open your mouth really, really wide. Aang opened his own unsettlingly large mouth as a demonstration. Then let's do this, team, Sokka yelled. The team group hugged. Eaters took their seats at the long banquet table on that main stage. Aang knelt under the table in preparation for the starting bell. Anthony Bourdain opened his mouth as wide as his miserable-looking face would allow. Both paused for a small inhale, and then the bell rang. The four other students at the table began eating as quickly as they could. Pies disappeared into their open gobs, but Anthony just sat there with his mouth open. In front of him, his food began to rise in a swirl. Pies circled each other, creating a strong Midwestern storm. Anthony opened his mouth even wider, and the tail of the storm followed its way down his tongue. Holy shit! He's deep-throating that tornado! Someone in the crowd gasped. Anthony's eyes squinted shut in pain as the huge amounts of pie funneled its way into his stomach. He looks six months pregnant. No, wait, seven months, eight months, nine, the crowd screamed in unison. It's amazing that they'd got that long <laughs> all in unison. As the last of the crumbs disappeared behind Anthony's lips, the bell rang again. And we have a winner, Iroh called. He raised Anthony's hand in victory, and a medal was lowered over his head. Claps filled the air as Zuko ran on stage. He threw his hands around Anthony Bourdain and pulled him in for a kiss. I had no idea you were so talented, he whispered in Anthony's ear. Thanks, but I couldn't have never done this without Aang's help. Aang ran up on stage to join the hug. Now you guys can be together forever, Aang said smiling. Yeah, I'll keep the passion burning, haha, Zuko responded. The end? The end. The end. Isn't it a nice little uplifting story? Yeah, a good little slice of life. Right? I feel like Zuko's kind of a fuckboy. Zuko's definitely a fuckboy. He just wants his dad to like him. Yeah. Nothing to dishonor his family. Is his dad Iroh? Who's no. Iroh? Iroh's his uncle. Oh, okay. I thought Iroh was his dad. No, his dad's like the fire emperor or some shit. Is that his name? No. He probably has a name, but he's the emperor of the fire nation. Okay. Okay. And... What is the title of this fic? This one's called Dealing with Azula. Who's Azula? Azula is... Is the sister? Okay, so Azula is Zuko's sister that hasn't been disgraced. So she's, like, the next in line to be emperor. Oh. That's so nice that they let girls be emperors. Or maybe... Yeah. I think she's next in line to be emperor. Maybe it's the thing where it's like, oh, you can't be emperor, you're a girl. But I think she is, she's in line. That's cool. I dig that. So this is dealing with Azula. Dealing with Azula. Aang sprinted to his locker. He was already 20 minutes late to his first period, but he had to stop by quickly to grab his binders. This would be the fourth time this month he was late, but his teacher was always extra upset when he was late and unprepared, as opposed to just late. As he turned the final corner, he stopped dead when he saw Azula leaning against his locker. 
Her eyes shot up at the sound of his shoes squeaking to a halt, and his fearful gaze met her steely one. Late again, hey, Avatard? That'll have to be another detention. Maybe on Saturday this time, she said, pulling the notepad from her vest pocket to write him a slip. What this time, Azula? Aang pleaded. Calculus homework, a chemistry report, a thousand-word paper on the military prowess of the Fire Nation. She held out a stack of books for him to take. By Monday. Aang sighed and grabbed the books. He intended to protest, but as soon as they were in his hand, she turned on her heel and walked away laughing to herself. Left with no other options, he opened his locker, placed Azula's books in, and took out his binder for home ec. He closed his locker and headed to class. Despite his best efforts to sneak in unnoticed, the door was unbelievably loud as it creaked open. The heads of all the other students whipped around to his direction. The teacher stopped mid-sentence, completely silent until the creaking subsided. "'To your seat, Mr. Avatar, quickly, and no more interruptions,' he said finally. "'Sorry, Mr. Bourdain. Won't happen again, I swear,' Aang murmured as he scuttled back to his seat next to Sokka. Aang sunk into his seat as Mr. Bourdain began to lecture again. He droned on about the intricacies of the Earth Nation cuisine, the subtlety of their traditional spice mixes, and the correct way to peel a potato." He then handed out potatoes, and everyone began to practice peeling. By the time the period ended, Aang and Sokka had each peeled upwards of 25 potatoes. Everyone packed their belongings, except for the potatoes, which Mr. Bourdain instructed to be left behind. Aang was among the last to leave, but as he approached the door, the teacher called him over to his desk. Aang, you know full well that tardiness is not acceptable in my classroom, Mr. Bourdain scolded the bald boy. I know, sir. I've just been up late working on assignments and trying to become the Avatar. So I sleep in, and... Aang attempted to explain, but he trailed off. Assignments? Aang, you're in ninth grade. No ninth grader has enough assignments to keep them up all night. Even if they are the Avatar, what's really going on here? I really am doing assignments, Mr. Bourdain. They just aren't mine. The boy trailed off again. Not yours, Mr. Bourdain asked. Pardon my French... But who the hell's assignments are you doing if not your own? <coughs> Azula makes me do her homework. She's in the 11th grade and, well, she's intimidating. The hall monitor? Yes, I know Azula. She can be quite the handful, Mr. Bourdain stood and turned away from Aang, pondering something. After a few seconds, he turned back suddenly. You know, since you're the Avatar, I'll let you in on a secret. An ability I have. An ability, sir? You mean, like... Bending? asked the confused airbender. Bending indeed. A little known fact is that since all food contains water molecules, a highly trained waterbender can manipulate food items even after they've been eaten. Does that matter though? Because can't they just control the person anyway? Yeah, but blood bending is bad. Okay. It's been outlawed and forgotten by most people. Oh, really? Yeah, most people don't know about it. But food bending's okay. It's a little-known secret. It's a little-known secret. That I invented. <laughs> it can be as innocuous as rumble or of as violent as flu symptoms. Would you like to learn? Aang stood shocked for a moment before he nodded. It's important for an avatar to know all sorts of bending. I couldn't pass this one up. Meet me after school. This room. We'll train then. I'd like to point out that I have no idea what Anthony Bourdain is like. <laughs> And he's not even that mean, the one thing I know about him. Yeah. 
It's okay. The only thing I had that actually referenced Anthony Bourdain was that he is a world-celebrated eater. Aang and Mr. Bourdain met after school every day for a week to train. His waterbending practice with Katara had definitely come in handy as a starter course. They started with making watermelons, notoriously high in water content, explode. By the time they reached the weekend, Aang was able to cause an entire, unsuspecting class's stomachs to roil with little effort. Aang arrived on Monday morning confident, even though he hadn't done any of the work Azula had assigned him. He showed up early, no longer kept up late by the extra workload. Relaxed and refreshed after a good night's sleep, Aang strode down the hall towards his locker. Hey, Chrome Dome, how's my work? Better be at least a B, or you're getting written up for a whole month, the other girl threatened with a small laugh. I didn't do it, Azula. I'm done doing work for you, Aang replied casually. You what? A crackle of fire lit up her hands as she clenched her fists in surprised frustration. She stalked towards him, ready to burn the little bastard like a holiday roast when your uncle gets a little too drunk and forgets to take it out of the oven. (laughs) But before she could reach him, a hand dropped to her stomach. She felt an intense gurgling as she thought she'd just drank old milk. A belch escaped her lips when she attempted to continue her threats. Something wrong, Azula? Aang was holding his hands out in front of him like when he was bending, and his eyes began to glow as he went into the Avatar state. I told you, I'm done doing your work for you. Is Avatar state an actual thing? Yeah. Your eyes glow and you, you like, channel, like, all your previous avatars because avatars are, like, reincarnated. Yeah. So you, like, channel all your previous avatars and you just get real good. Cool. Azula fought through the discomfort and continued her approach on Aang, but her tummy troubles only got worse. The gurgles turned to pain and Aang bent her stomach contents, with each step a new pang of terrible gastric distress. When Azula was only a few feet from Aang, he let loose the finisher. His left hand lifted up while his right hand pushed down. The result on Azula was a a horrifying fountain of mess. Simultaneously, all of the partially digested food in Azula's body made a hasty exit from the nearest orifice. Projectile vomit and violent diarrhea in the middle of the school's hallway was not what Azula had anticipated for this day. Once her stomach was empty of its contents, Aang ended the bend. Azula fell to her knees, completely fatigued by the violent illness she had just experienced. You'll have to do your own work from now on, Azula. If I hear you getting anyone else to do it. You'll never have a solid shit for the rest of your time here at school, warned the Avatar. A bell rang and students rushed into the hall to get to their class, but all stopped and took a gander as Azula knelt in her own sick. She had seriously been knocked down a peg. The end. I like that. That's badass. Real gross. Yeah, real gross. We took took different, different feelings. Yeah. Mine was romance. Mine was vomit. <laughs> I guess I had water sports in mine. It's true. They were low-key, though. They were very low-key water sports. And now... And now we have our first ever fan submission from Anthony Bourdain himself. That's right. Definitely him. By the looks of the header on this file, the title of our fan-submitted fic by Anthony Bourdain is... Avatar and Friends, colon, bored Ain in class. Ooh. That's capitals, all capital, B-O-R-E-D dash A-I-N. Oh, Anthony Bourdain, before submitting this, 
wanted people to know that the only thing he's ever heard about himself is a short one-minute clip from CNN. It's on YouTube. We'll link in the description. So if you guys want to go and watch that, it's Anthony Bourdain meets a cheese cart. And it's the only thing... That he's ever seen about himself. Yeah. And he's basing this fic off that. Yes. It's a very specific memory he has. He got hit in the head a couple weeks ago, and uh, he's been having it rough ever since. It starts off strong. It was a brandy new day at the Bending Academy. Katara quickly rifled through her locker, almost late for her new class. Suddenly, Sokka smacked into her and dropped all of his books. Katara, he bellowed. Look at this mess. I'm going to be late. Sokka, said Katara, what in the ever-loving fuck are you doing at the Bending Academy? You don't bend? Sokka glared up at Katara amidst cleaning up his pristine white papers. Did you see the name of the course we're in? You benders aren't that special, you know. Katara realized that she hadn't looked at what class she was in. She quickly checked her timetable. Food bending, said Katara, with beads of sweat forming on her forehead. Looks like me and Anthony had a similar idea. Oh, yeah. Food bending. That's right, Katara, gloated Sokka remembering the many times she had melted their ice huts back home. Prepare for me to finally outsmart you. Then again, what else is new? I like that. It's very in character, I think. Katara used waterbending to freeze Sokka's feet and gave him severe burns. Jesus. Is that you adding that? No. (laughs) In the fic, written, its own paragraph is just the word Jesus. Jesus. Everyone settled into class, but the teacher was nowhere to be seen. Two minutes later, and still nothing. Suddenly, Aang burst in the doorway. I really am the last airbender, he chortled. Everyone in the class simultaneously began to choke because of how shitty Aang's joke was. (laughs) It was in this moment that the school nurse entered, carrying a wounded socket with bandages on his feet. Upon seeing 30 children choking, she quickly dropped Sokka. Instead of helping them, as you might expect, she quit her job because, let's be real, union dues are too high and the pay isn't worth it. Getting a little political? I know. I respect that. Yeah, it definitely isn't worth it. On her way out, she brushed shoulders with the new professor. Excuse me, he said with a glazed look in his eyes. As the class began to recover from their choking fit, the professor began to slow graze chalk across the chalkboard. My name is Professor Anthony Bourdain. I'll be teaching you all how to make cheese. There's something so elegant about cheese, something beautiful. It's strong. It's potent. It's curvy. God, I love it so much. Aang, Sokka, and Katara gave each other a worried glance. Sokka held his glance at Katara as he filled out the police report. (laughs) (laughs) Against his own sister. First things first, said the professor, his voice quivering and his pupils dilating. He reached into his surprisingly large black bag. As his fist closed, the students heard an unsettling squishing noise. Anthony slowly raised his eyes to meet the gaze of the class. He quickly slammed a massive wheel of brie cheese onto his desk, foaming at the mouth. (laughs) This, he proclaimed, 
is cheese. To the student's absolute horror, Anthony jumped on the desk, positioning himself above the cheese wheel. He looked at the stunned class. Would anyone care to demonstrate how to bend cheese into a man's ass? <laughs> Wait, so what position is he in? Is he squatting like an owl over the cheese? I think so. Do you think he's standing? Do you I think, think he's, he's squatting over the cheese. Yeah. Kind of like when you're using a squatty potty. Yeah, but instead of a squatty potty, cheese. Okay. Specifically brie. Which, to be fair, is not a, a very hard, soft yeah, cheese. Yeah, not a hard cheese. That like, would be a good starter cheese to bend. Yeah, no. If I had to pick one, like to pick a kind of cheese to shove up my ass, I think brie would be good. Amidst the screams, Ang did not sense that anything was wrong, and proceeded to follow Bourdain's request. Anthony screamed with pleasure as he became one with the cheese. Unexpectedly, his body began to shift and shudder as he began to grow in size. The class screamed as his body started to take up the entire classroom, and a blood-curdling noise came from his mouth and ass at the same time. (laughs) If one listened closely, they could hear the noises harmonizing. Many students escaped, but some were permanently joined with the room's concrete walls. Pools of blood began to leach into the school's foundation, forever enshrining their lives into the ground. Oh my goodness! One of the students lamented, I, I, I've always wanted to die, just like my father, being compacted by a mighty morphin teacher ranger. <laughs> Bourdain's mass soon shattered the classroom walls as Team Avatar ran for the hills. How much cheese was there? Soon the school was engulfed. His final form was revealed. A massive cow now loomed where the school had been. The cow proceeded to milk itself, then create cheese from that milk. The cow let up sexually pleased moans as it took the cheese and continued to put it up its own ass. What the fuck? Said Sokka. (laughs) The end. Now I can understand... Why, Anthony was hesitant to send this in. (laughs) And I can also confirm that Anthony was not sober when he wrote this. Yes. Which makes me think he should be sober. (laughs) Also, with that said, please don't ever send in your fix. This has been too much. Yeah, you showed us up a lot. Yeah. So. And also, I'm just disturbed. Just disturbed. So, Anthony, um, please never write back. (laughs) Uh, Get help. Stop drinking. And don't look at cheese ever again. We don't want to hear from you anymore. Well, with that burned into our minds forever, uh, we're going to jump to our next and final segment, Random Tandem Fandoms. Random Tandem Fandoms. So this is the segment where we pick our prompts for next week's episode. So. So. Drum roll, please. Main fandom is My Chemical Romance. Ooh. Supporting fandom is Firefly, and the tag is a superhero AU. I'll be honest, I've never been more excited. (laughs) This is going to be amazing. This is going to be really good. Oh, it's going to be so good. Let's start off. What do you know about My Chemical Romance? They did the Black Parade song. They did? They don't have Gerard Way. That's Fallout Boy. No, Ger- Gerard Way's My Chemical Romance. Oh, really? Yeah. And Mikey Way. He plays bass. Oh, okay. So I did have that right. Yeah. 
Okay. You're thinking of Patrick Stump from Follow Boy. Okay. You see, most of what I know from My Chemical Romance actually comes from My Immortal. Uh, yeah. Well, famously featured in it, my, in the best crack fic of all time, My, my Immortal. Immortal. Yeah, that's what I know about My Chemical Romance. So it is Gerard Way. Okay, yeah, so I can Gerard read a Way. lot about that. I yeah. feel like I know him personally. He <laughs> wrote Spider-Man comics? Oh, yeah? Yeah, so he's connected to the superhero AU. Okay. Uh, but yeah, they did the uh, the Black Parade is their biggest thing. Yeah. And just general emo-ness. Yeah. I can respect that. One of my favorite bands of all time. I'll be real. Really? I love my chemical romance. Okay, okay. Supporting fandom is Firefly. Yeah, Firefly. Have you seen Firefly? I've seen most of Firefly. Have you seen I... the movie? Serenity? No, I haven't oh seen my Serenity. God. I cried at that movie. Did you actually? Yeah. A lot of people say that they can't get through Firefly without crying. I made it through Firefly. I didn't make it through Serenity. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll watch Serenity because I think I've seen all of Firefly now. Oh. I watched it in, like, chunks. I think it's I think it's worth checking out. Okay. Yeah, I think it's fun. I'll do that. My uh, favorite character is Kaylee. Yeah. The engineer. It's a, it's a space western... Yeah. Uh, set on the uh, ship, the Serenity, which is a Firefly model, I mm-hmm. guess, which is where the name comes from. They're space pirates. Yeah, they're space pirates. They just smuggle things around and uh, like get people? into sh- yeah, they get into shenanigans. Yeah. Uh, there's Ellen Tudyk uh, as the uh, driver, named Wash, and his wife, who I forget the name of. Yeah, me too. And there's a Baldwin, not Alec, one of the other Baldwins, as Jane, who's the guy that likes fighting things. Mm-hmm. And there's a prostitute on board. Uh, oh, yeah. An escort, a, a partner. I don't know what they call I can't remember what they call them. She's the boss in Suits. She was the girlfriend in Deadpool. Oh. Then who's the boss in Suits and Firefly? I don't know. Oh. I haven't seen Suits. Oh. Suits didn't come up, did it? Let's talk about Firefly. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then there's like, yeah, there's just a bunch of shit that goes on. Joss Whedon made it, so another connection to superheroes, because he did the Avengers movies. Yeah. And then Superhero AU, a, uh, an alternate universe where the characters are superheroes, right? Or superheroes exist. Or superheroes exist, but why would you make it boring? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I've been doing some boring fix recently. It's true. We gotta amp it up to eleven. We gotta take, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta take gotta, a cue from Anthony. I know. And uh, crank it. Oh yeah. We need to get wild with oh, it. Oh man, I'm gonna turn all your cranks so good next week. We're looking at a My Chemical Romance Firefly crossover, and they're gonna be superheroes. I'm excited. How do you feel? I'm very excited. I, I think I can do this. I'm pumped. I think this is the first time that I actually kind of know both fandoms. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's good. You'll you'll really flourish with this fic then. Plus, I'm really excited about the band. I'm going to work a lot of lyrics into oh, my script. Oh, you have to. Yeah. I think now it's time to to sign off. We're yep. going we're going to go write our fix. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm jazzed. Okay, so thank you for listening to Unstable Universes. Yeah, if you want to write in and uh, send us your My Chemical Romance Firefly superhero fan fiction, send it to unstableuniverses at gmail.com, and you have to do it by Monday because that's when we record. Yep. If you want to follow us on Twitter, 
It's at ununpodcast. And we also just made a Facebook page, so you can like us on Facebook. Yeah. Just search on Stable Universes. Stay updated with whatever we're doing. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you'll see what we look like. Mm. What an ending. Let's get out of here, huh? Before we oh, say yeah. something more stupid. Okay. I'm Evan Rowell. And I'm Alana Hopper. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.